Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CO2 Rundown. I'm your host, Chad Owens. Happy Monday. I hope you all had a great weekend. It was a blast for me. Graduation. Congrats again, son. And uh, congrats to all the seniors once again on uh, finishing this uh, huge step and uh, you know accomplishment in all of your lives. And there's so much more for you guys to look forward to in the future. And you guys are more ready and more prepared than ever. So congrats again. And yeah, as always, let's dive on in to the CO2 Rundown. The ageless wonder himself, Phil Mickelson, became the oldest um, golfer to win a major championship in the history of golf, 161 years of majors. He recorded a 73 in the final round to capture uh, this PGA championship at the age of 50. And that is something to literally tip your hat. I'll tip my hat to you, Phil. Um, You know, no one but Phil himself believed that he could do this. Yeah, because there are a lot of up-and-coming golfers, younger, and the simple fact that Phil hasn't won uh, a major in a number of years, and it's been months since he's even placed in the top 20. So, yeah, the odds were definitely against Phil Mickelson, but, man, as the saying goes, just like fine wine, you just get better as time goes on. And, and, and to me, in golf, experience goes a long way, just like in any other sport and, or in anything. The more experience you have in the moment, right? because there was some moments uh, in, this, in this PGA Championship that didn't rattle Phil because he's been there, done that. And to some young golfer, that moment, that big light moment, you know, you might start to feel a little bit of that nerves. And Phil, like a poised, experienced quarterback, like a Tom Brady, you know, it it just didn't affect him. So just want to congratulate Phil Mickelson on making history. And he did it in sort of a normal Golf setting, man. Thousands of people there witnessing and watching. Man, what a feeling. What a feeling. Congrats, Phil. All right, like I said, it's Monday, and you guys know what Monday brings. Yeah. The sports guru himself, my guy, Steven Sai, is joining us today to talk about some local sports. Check it out. All right, man, I've been looking forward to this day since last week, Monday. Uh, okay. I love Monday, Stephen, because I get to be with you. My guy, Stephen Side, a sports guru, <laughs> as I like to call you. And I hope you've seen the segment where uh, I showcased and I featured your story about your story and what you talked about oh. and things that you know, you shared some personal things about your life and the things that you had to go through. And, you know, you made a decision not to go that route. 
Yeah, I got to applaud you for that. And and I want to thank you for sharing that, man, because it it really it was inspiring to 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 see and to know that, man, this is this guy. I've been I've been doing, you know, my show with him every Monday. Uh, He reported, you know, uh, while I was playing at UH, that guy like that's man, that guy is very inspiring, you know. And so it just gave me a whole new perspective about you. Not that I had any negative yeah. things about you steve yeah, it's always yeah. been great but that just gave me a, a deeper uh respect and you know so i appreciate that man that was a great article i well, appreciate you saying that nice things about it and yeah, um and, and and i could see addiction i guess you know it's been like my family and everything but i could see the players i remember um, dan robinson used to get hurt they used to put some um a horse liniment or something on him they said the huddle used to stink really bad but a lot of players, man, go through so much stuff to kind of get through the game. And, um, you know, I, and I feel sorry for them because sometimes when the game is over, you know, they, those arthroscopic knee surgeries, you know, they still need some more. And it, it's painful the rest of the life. And it, they put a, lot, a lot of people put a lot of things through it. And it's easy to get. I don't blame people for um, getting addicted to some things that make them feel better, to ease the pain. But it's a struggle to kind of get off of it. And I, I just, you know. I, I sympathize with anyone who is battling through those things. And I, I just think that's one of those things that it's a price you pay for the game. A lot of people don't see, they see what's on the field. They don't see the afterwards. They don't see the Mondays, you know, when people are just going through, you know, all the body aches and everything, but they do for the love of sports and do for the love of fans. And, you know, but I also think that, you know, down the road, you know, that they also need some help uh, or sympathy if, if they're struggling to, you know, try to um, get off of some of the things yeah, no, for sure, man. It's definitely uh, an ep- epidemic here, and I spoke on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, in sports, it's about, they call it the pressure to perform. Yeah. You know, for, for a college kid, what's his goal? Man, I got to go to the pros. So yeah. I can't afford to not play, right? I got to yeah. showcase myself. Um, yeah, I got this record I'm chasing. You know, we got this championship we got to win. The team's dependent on me. This and that. Yeah. Pressure to perform, Steve. And at the next level, in the pro level, it's even greater because you don't play, that's, you're not going to be getting paid. You know what I mean? You're yeah. not going to get that contract. So, And when you do get that contract, they are paying you, and you get hurt. Man, it's the head coach, GM, head trainer, owner. They're all in the room. Hey, is he, is he going to be able to play this week? Basically, letting the, the trainers know, doctors, like, he's playing this week, right? yeah it's something that's on the fence yeah you better believe that they're going to find a way to make sure that this 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 person plays you mm-hmm. know so so all of that man it it, it all it's it's a, it's a crazy game behind the scenes like you yeah. talked about and um that's just part of it you know that is part of pro sports that is part of collegiate sports and it, it, it i think it's even trickling down to the high school level because yeah. it's all about leveling up steven it's all about that's where i want to go and in order to get there i got to perform here and, and even if you're not going to be that guy who's going to go off to college and play or anything you kind of want to play for your teammates and your neighbors the guys you grew up with and everything a lot of people counting on you and you know Hey, we're Rough Riders. We know how much uh, the people Papakaleo kind of counted on uh, <laughs> people to come through, right? So I mean, yeah, local yeah. man. You want to you want to represent for your local community. Yeah, you know? and even that. That's you know, and that just that that's 
depending on the individual, right, Stephen? That's why the, the people, yeah. the athletes that have that desire to, yeah. to want to perform, to want to showcase, those are the ones that go on, right? Not saying the other athletes that don't want to showcase themselves, you know, those are the ones that may not be willing to do whatever it takes to, to get on the field. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's just honest truth. So it takes an individual too, you know, the, and, and their goals and their personal aspirations, right? And what they want. So anyway, long story short, short, yeah. end, you know, uh, I applaud you for your sharing of that. And, and it's, I'm sure it, it inspired a lot of uh, other people here in Hawaii as well. So shout out to you, Stephen. Okay. Let's transition, man. Let's, yeah. uh, you know, the seasons are, are, are coming to an end, if not already well, done, right? Right, yeah. High school, it's all done. Uh, you know, let's talk about the University of Hawaii uh, baseball season. Yep. And yeah, it, senior it, night. Talk to us about it, that. Well, it, it was, it was it's kind of strange senior day because um, this is the first weekend they were allowed to bring their family and friends in there. So they were capped. I think each player was allowed to bring four family or friends. And, you know, so they, they had a nice little crowd. It was loud. It was just kind of different where you normally just either have piped in music or piped in uh, crowds, not, not baseball, baseball went without piping crowd noises, but other events and to actually hear real people con- you know, talking during the game, cheering, yelling, heckling, things like that. It's just a beautiful thing. It was just a beautiful thing to have people come back and it's one step closer to the game back to normal. The sad part is that, you know, these, these players, were separated um, from their families um, during the game. They, they, the families couldn't go down and give lays or anything like that. It was, it was, it was, that was kind of sad part. For, mm-hmm. That's the best thing about Hawaii's farewells, right, is that the, the, the big ceremonies at the end, the hugs and all those things, and they, they were separated because of these restrictions. And, and unfortunately, that's kind of a, a tough thing, the way things are now, but hopefully things will change and we'll keep growing, and hopefully we can hug each other at graduations. And the games and you know just and just bonding and we can get back to normal but that was a little bit of, uh, the bittersweet part of that and the other thing too is just um you know white baseball team is we talked about the struggles of baseball where it's a lot of is mental probably more mental than physical but they were hitting so well for two series they go on a bye and then they just struggle and struggle to score runs and get hits and everything and i just think um you know that's that's sports right i mean your highs and lows, and you just have to keep at it. The beauty of baseball is you keep getting another chance usually the next day, uh, or double headers next, you know, after later in the afternoon. But yeah, it's, it's they're, they've been struggling. It's been tough, but um, I think the one thing to commend them for is that they've kind of pretty much gone through a lot of injuries and they've gone through a lot of um, uh, COVID restrictions, and they come through healthy and they've graduated all their players. So I mean, that's one thing, you know. That's why you're there, you know, for school is to graduate. And it looks like a lot of these guys will get chances in the pros. So I think they kind of fulfilled what they need to do. They didn't win on the field as much as they'd hope, but, you know, they won in the classroom and, and then they won hopefully for their 52. Yeah. And I think you touched on something there, Stephen. It's, it's the record is one thing, right? Yeah. Um, wins and losses, that plays a role. But I think the true victory comes through the lessons of, defeat those losses the adversities going through the covid those yeah. are all lessons that they're that that's making them stronger for the next thing that comes up in their life right for these underclassmen next year when we are back in normalcy hey they have persevered through this season that right there all of that making them stronger for next season 
the, 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 the athletes that go on right after they graduate, whether it's, you know, pros or whatever, they're more prepared for the next piece of adversity, right? They're, yeah. they're better equipped. They got more armor because of the things they have to endure during this thing. So that's what I've been saying throughout this whole thing. Yeah. Right? And, and yes, the, the, it was a bittersweet ending fans, family, close friends in the stands, but you couldn't have the hugs and lays and all that as you normally would, but the win, you know, and as we talk about this in sports a lot, Steven, the small wins, the small win there was having fans in the stands, yeah. right? Being able to experience that again, um, you know, and if you collect a bunch of small wins, in the end, it, you accumulate a bunch of wins, right? And there's, it's all perspective, Steve. There's a lot of people out there who like to focus on the, the, the negatives, the L's, this, that. And if that's what you're focusing on at the end, you, you, you're collecting you know, a bucket of L's and negativity. Mm-hmm. Oh, you missed all the small wins along the way. How about focusing on that, right? And collect those at the end. So I think that's, you know, I'd like to believe that that's the way that they looked at this. Mm-hmm. And um, that will only help you moving forward from a mindset perspective, preparation mm-hmm. for anything that you're going to be doing <clears throat> in the future. Excuse me. Yeah. You know, and that, that's what I really love about um, when you've been fighting so hard to get um, players um, to play sports again, the high schools. And because the high school experience, uh, you've got to balance it out. Young kids need to, first of all, be out. They need socialize. And these are the memories and things that shape a person that um, it, it's your prom. It's, and it's not just playing in, your, in the football, high school football games. It's, it's, you know, because the majority of students are playing in the games, but going to your game, being part of it cheering, hanging out with your classmates and everything. These are kind of the things, the bonds and experiences that um, shape people socially. It, 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 I, I think just the, the high school activities, uh, that, that was a shame of the whole um, uh, pandemic because it, it robbed people of just being around people and, and experiencing things. And, you know, um, you, you never, you know, you always talk about like, um, um, you're not gonna remember scores and everything, but you remember experiences. Well, when you look back at your high school as a reunion, Nobody's going to talk about geometry class or whatever you did, you know, social studies. They're going to talk about the fun times you had, the things you had, going to games, proms, whatever experiences you had in high school. Because, you know, there's there's more to that. Uh, high school experience should be about everything. And, you know, um, and I think that's that's why I, I sort of applaud you for trying to fight. That we need to do things safely, but we also need to get back to doing things that we used to do. We can't let that paralyze us for the rest of our, uh, you know. Um, it's time there yeah no exactly um and you know I, i'm just going to speak from a personal experience you know my son just graduated as well from one law high school and yeah we we moved back to to give him and my daughters <clears throat> a different experience give him more of an experience and more exposure in football and yeah as a senior you know you look forward to senior prom yeah. Um, for me, I was personally looking forward to him being able to go and play um, through the seasons. Yeah. Because in Canada, it's different the way they mm-hmm. operate. So I was looking forward to him playing football and yeah. then playing basketball and then playing mm-hmm. baseball and possibly even track and just, mm-hmm. you know, doing the most his senior year, the proms, the, um, the different things. And 
at the end of it, I think a lot of these seniors, man, I got to, again, commend them on the things that they had to go through, right? We all had to go through this thing. We all yeah. went through this thing together. But these seniors, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. And even last year's seniors, right, they had the experience. They probably, they probably had it worse. Mm-hmm. And um, so, hey, I'm just happy that they got to salvage baseball, spring sports, and these seniors got to experience something um, you know, graduation was a little different, mm-hmm. but at least they have something, you know, mm-hmm. to, to have uh, remembered. And yeah, you, we can't forget, you know, you can, as a senior, you can't forget what happened your freshman year, sophomore mm-hmm. year, junior year. There's a lot of experiences throughout your entire high school career. Mm-hmm. And, and regardless, like adversity is the one thing that's guaranteed in life one of a few things that's guaranteed in life Stephen, and these seniors experience probably the 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 most adversity that they will face you know as i don't want to say in their entire life but up until this point this is probably the biggest piece of adversity that they've all had to go through and so that's why i said they're, they're so prepared for what's to come you know they should be looking forward to the future excited that to take on the world because They've been through this, right? Mm-hmm. And they made it through this. And so there's nothing else out there that's going to really steer them, steer them and, you know, that they should be afraid of because of what they had to go through. So that, again, is perspective. If they look at it from that approach, Stephen, I think that they are maybe, maybe, you know, they have that, that piece uh, ahead of previous classes, the classes the seniors that didn't have to go through a pandemic this yeah. class last year, this year, they have that, that special thing that they can take with them post high school. Uh, that's, that's totally preparing them for any other piece of adversity that comes their way. Yeah. And they got a little bit of advanced work because, you know, you always say high school after high school is preparing you for the real world. Well, you know what? They got the real world in high school, the real world problems in high school and stuff like that gonna make them all better and you also have to realize that high school is not the end it's, it's graduating this greater things there are people everyone can do greater things and have more fun and greater experiences as they go through life and just keep moving forward and moving forward and collecting great experiences because i think that's part of life and just embrace every aspect of it and 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 these things kind of make you realize you know every time is precious and uh, uh you know make the most of it don't don't look back don't look side but just enjoy the moment and kind of move forward and move forward and, and you know, you know, yeah. everyone can have great lives. And yeah, they got, they got a lot of life ahead of them and yeah, and yeah a lot to look forward to. And speaking of looking forward to, we've talked yeah. about this before, you know, after seeing those renders of, of TC Ching yeah. field and UH football teams going to be playing in, like, I'm excited. Like I'm excited for that intimate setting. You know, but what I touched on, Stephen, and maybe I'd like to get your opinion on this. I'm not so yeah. sure if you saw what I what I had recommended. Mm-hmm. It's only going to seat about nine thousand people, right? Right, and then you got a minus probably, I don't know, three thousand for corporate partnerships, sponsorships, all of these people that are students. That are students get ten percent of it. Students, so so yeah. okay, so we got a pool of about six thousand mm-hmm. seats for season mm-hmm. ticket holders. But guess what, Stephen? I think they have. Last year, 12,000 or so season ticket holders that are up to renew. Yeah. 
<clears throat> and I said, look, there's six home games. Yeah. Instead of just having 6,000, which is half of the returning yeah. holders, yeah. why not allow all of those returning season ticket holders to experience it? You purchase three, take three home games for 6,000 people. The other 6,000 season ticket holders get three games. Hey, you, you didn't get to experience the whole season, but at least everyone that was a season ticket holder that's up for renewal, renewal, excuse me, has a chance to experience that home game. That's what I suggested, right? Yeah, and, and, and sorry, and I, I think the one thing they tried to do is reward the people who donate a lot of, there are some people who donate a lot of money, 25,000 above tickets and all that. And so they want to give them a chance to buy a few more tickets. But then they, um, I think Dave Madeline said he's setting aside enough tickets with the hope that everyone who was a season ticket holder would get to experience some games. They'll rotate those, you know. Unfortunately, that might be the Portland State game, but hey, you know, but um, you, you just give everyone a chance to, and, and that's the fairest thing. And the reason they have to limit it to 9,000 seats this year is because um, they're zoned for only 10,000 right now. They're going to apply for new zoning. They'll go up to 15,000 plus next year. Things will eventually kind of get better uh, um, and, and they'll be able to accommodate everybody for as many tickets as they want. But for now, um, you got to do what you got to do, but you got to admit that Hawaii kind of came through really quickly. When you're told in December that, hey, you can't play in our stadium, you know, go find Maui, go find Roosevelt, you know, do something in your own stadium. And for them to come together and buy stands, to find a way to get it, get the field done and everything. You saw the renderings, they're, they're pretty nice. And, uh, um, and have it on your campus, you know, hey, that's, that's, that's something for Hawaii. Because Hawaii usually when they build projects, it's always over budget and they miss deadline. This one, they hurried and they got it done. And uh, that's commendable. It's not ideal. It's not large enough yet. But hey, <laughs> they, got, they got it done in pretty quick time. Yeah. And you know what I like about it, Steve? You mentioned next year's you know, ability to yeah. grow and 15,000. I think 15,000 fans in a very small, intimate stadium and yeah. experience feels like 50,000 at the Aloha Stadium, right? And what this is going to do, this is what is this creating, Stephen? When you when you have a demand for fifteen thousand, but you can only sit nine, you create you create more of that demand, and you got and then so I think this is a great opportunity for the University of Hawaii football program to create that buzz again, that want to <clears throat> to be able to come to the games, and as they expand next year. Hey, we only have 15,000 tickets and seats available. Guess what? They're going to have 20,000 people wanting to get in. And as oh, yeah. this continues to grow, you've built up that, that want to and that demand that oh, I want to be at these games. And so whenever the time comes, if it's down the road, if it's a new stadium build away from campus or whatever it is, you've created this demand, Right. New with people always like new. They're excited for new. Mm -hmm. And so even after three, four years, however long they're going to be playing at TC Ching, whatever the, the, the resolution is outside, new stadium being built, that is going to have high buzz as well. So that's going to, you know, that's where I think they're going to really win, that the players are going to win because mm -hmm. they're going to create this demand. And it's like in Hawaii, Stephen, we should be sold out every single game. We should, right? Every scene in the house should be taken because, hey, the athletes deserve it. The people of Hawaii deserve to be in those stands as well. They should be supporting their home team. 
And that just creates an unbelievable vibe, a, a great buzz. And the experience, I think, is going to be the difference. Right, Stephen? Yeah. The, the experience of every arena, stadium, that's what the people go for, too. The, the game, that's the main attraction. But, the, but pre-gaming, tailgating, the, the activities, the experience of game days is what is what needs to be created. People blocking off their calendars. I'm not working on game day. We close. Yeah. You know what I mean? That small town mentality that, no, we're closed on game days, man. It's, sorry, like, we're off to the game. That needs to get, that, that's where we need to get to. Yeah, you know, I've seen that, like, in Boise. In Boise, everyone's walking around with the blue and orange shirts and everything, and, you know, it's, 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 you're right, the field of game day and everything, and the feeling of, and, and, and I like the supply and demand part of it. Because in the old days, like, hey, when you're playing 50,000 seat below a stadium, you miss a game, you miss a game. This one, you, you miss a game, there's 6,000 people who want your seat. And you know how that gets, you know. It's, it, hey, it's like trying to get Bruno Mars tickets, right? You got to <laughs> try and try. So, and, and you know what I also like? It puts pressure on a low, the new low stadium to be better. Because right now, UH is going to be able to keep the concessions. Uh, playing on stage, they get to keep uh, parking. They get to keep advertising. If if a low state, the new low state, wants to pull them out of there, they've got to be way better. They've got to be put together a facility that's really nice, that's comfortable, that um, and and can make money. Profitable for the program, right? Because if not, why well, can just say you know what? We'll just kind of find over here. Let's just stay here. So it's kind of the, the next move is up to low stadium to see how well it does and how quickly it gets it done. Because the longer this thing stays at um, uh, Change Field. The more people are gonna say, yeah, hey, it works. It's not, it's not bad because you know the one thing about um low stadium is it's centrally located, but it's not centrally accessible. It takes things you can get off freeways and drive to neighborhoods and all these things to get there. And um, hey, it's 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 a lot easier sometimes just to get to UH and 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 get that feel and the vibe of UH. So again, I, I like this. I like the fact that UH found a temporary solution. And I like, also like the fact that it puts pressure on the state to make the new Aloha Stadium better. Yep. Well, lots to look forward to, Stephen. And um, oh, one last thing, though. Um, we all, trouble with Hawaii is um, sometimes we have a little too much food or whatever. A little, we like to take care of ourselves. And these are bench seats. And I don't know about how wide they are in the mainland, but we might be a little bit wider. So I'm, I'm not sure if we all have to sit sideways or whatever but it's gonna be kind of interesting to see how how all this equates uh in with the bleachers. Because, yeah 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 because, generation right um yeah. you know and and yeah that's you know all those things and you know with yeah. that process yeah you're thinking about the people you're thinking about yeah. our culture you're thinking about our fans when you put the people first steven yeah. any organization any, when you put the people first that's how you gain the respect and the, mm -hmm. and the trust and the aloha, right? That's what yeah, it's about. Yeah. So uh, put the people first. And um, as the saying goes, if you build it, they will come. So yeah. we're looking forward to it, Stephen. And I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, another week. And I hope you're off to a great start this Monday. Yeah. And I uh, wish you nothing but the best this week, man. Look like you're about to get some grub on. Got wifey back there chefing it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, one of our grandkids' birthday today, so she's... Oh, happy birthday. Oh, all right. Okay, well, take care. Thank you, and thanks for the love last week. Yeah, no problem, Steve. Thank you. 
Whoo, Steven, thank you so much. As always, it's, it's, uh, I just love having you on, brother. Um, I know you're getting your grub on right now because wifey was chefing it up in the background. Love that. And again, thank you so much for that article you put out last week and that story and um, sharing your personal uh, life with us all. And yeah, all you seniors, high school, college, you guys have all had to endure a lot and go through a lot this uh, last couple of years. As a junior, now your senior seasons of what you have to go through during this pandemic. But you guys did it. You guys made it. And you guys are prepped for whatever is ahead in your future. So um, congrats on that. Keep pushing through. Keep fighting through adversity, man. Because like I told Steven, that is the, one of the things in life that's guaranteed. And you guys have the, the experience. And anything that comes in your way now... You're running through it, okay? And, yep, we're all looking forward to this new look. Uh, T.C. Chingfield come the University of Hawaii football season this fall. Very excited for that. So, again, thanks again so much, Stephen. I'll talk to you next week. All right, I'm sending you another reminder to join Star Events for a virtual career expo on May 26th and May 27th. Job seekers can see what different companies are hiring, they can initiate private chats with recruiters and also upload your resumes confidentially. The event is free to attend. So visit hawaiicareerexpo.com today and register. And that is it for today's show. I want to thank you all so much for tuning in. I hope you guys are building momentum today for this amazing week that we all have ahead of us. Thank you all again. I'll see you come hump day Wednesday. Aloha.